Hallelujah. Welcome to Divine Generation Church. Hallelujah. We're going to get into our teaching for today. Seems like somebody, everybody took a rain check today, literally. It'd be like that sometimes. That's why you got to walk by faith and not by sight. If you walk by what you see, you're losing. And the thing about it is, when you think you're winning, you're losing. <laughs> so you got to walk by faith. What did the Father tell you? That should be it. Um, all right, let's get into our teaching for today. Uh, we're still in our series the church, soul battles, and deliverance. We're still in our series, The Church, Soul Battles, and Deliverance. All right? First, the church. Often we think the church are those who said, I accept you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior, and we think that that is the church. But that is not the church. It's a difference between being born again and actually participating in the lifestyle. It's a difference between being born again and actually being a believer, all right? To say I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior but not walk out the life means I don't believe it, I just said the words. And so the church are those that are born again but they decided that they were gonna grow up in the kingdom of God and then allow the Father to use them. When Jesus told the disciples or the apostles, he said, you are light, you are salt. That's the church. The church deals with impact. Say impact. impact. The church deals with impact. If we are not impacting, then we can't be the church because the church are the ones that are called out the kingdom to show forth the legislation of the king. Amen. Amen. Which brings us to soul battles. Now, soul battles happen because of two reasons, either because of ignorance or disobedience. So it's happening either because ignorance or disobedience. But the one thing that we do know is that the father said that he predestined us to conform to the image of his son. Amen. The Bible said that we are supposed to have the mind of Christ. Amen. The soul battle happens when we don't have the mind of Christ or we have a mind that is contrary to the mind of Christ. When he said conform to the image of my son and I find myself conforming to everything else but that, that creates soul battles. Amen? Amen. Then it comes to deliverance. Now, deliverance means to be rescued. The Bible said he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So the kingdom, the deliverance means that I have been rescued. But I have not just been rescued. I've been rescued. I've been brought to safety. And then I've been preserved. So it's actually deliverance. You can actually align, and I want to get too far ahead of myself, it, is you can actually align deliverance with adoption. Come on. You can align deliverance with adoption. You've been brought out of the orphanage. You've been brought into his house, and now he's going to raise you. Where we need deliverance at in the sense of casting out devils, whatever, throwing up, however they they say it is, is from the standpoint of after he has pulled us out of darkness, after he has brought us into his household, we go back. He rescued us. Can you imagine watching Taken? Y'all, come on, y'all seen that movie. Can you imagine walking, watching Taken and he comes to rescue his daughter? And then when he turned around, she went back. The movie always ends with somebody being rescued, being brought to safety, and the bad guys being demolished. This has already happened in Christ. But what happens is we go back. That's why it's three types of sin. You have transgression, you have trespass, transgression, and then you have iniquity. Trespass is when the father has pulled you out of a place and you go back. No trespassing. You've seen the sign plenty of times. No trespassing. They probably got a dog or a gun. 
They're letting you know, don't come on this property, this territory. The Father's letting us know, I pulled you out of Satan's territory. Don't go back. And Satan, like, come on. Come back. Please come back. Then there's transgression. It's when I know what to do, but I go against it anyway. I go against it anyway. The Bible said that the ways of a transgressor are hard. They're hard. The Bible says that he, that he uh, uh, resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So what that looks like is, is like a, imagine you're walking in a wind tunnel and you're walking towards the wind. That's pride. That's transgression. It takes a while to get there. But when you humble yourself, he puts the wind to your back. And he pushes you where he wants you to go. Amen. Then there's iniquity. It's when you love sin. And not only do you love it, you invite others. <laughs> you invite others to the party. Don't do what the father say. Don't do what your parents say. Don't do what leadership say. It's iniquity. When you invite people into sin and you love it. Amen. So we're talking about the church, soul battles, and deliverance. Now, the title of the teaching on today is, uh, well, I've been doing a series inside of a series. Weird, huh? Got to be different. All right. <laughs> uh, uh, we're doing the miseducation of the soul. The miseducation of the soul. And this teaching is 90 degrees is the right angle. 90 degrees is the right angle. All right. So now the miseducation of the soul. Miseducate means to educate, to teach or to inform wrongly. It means to educate someone in a poor or improper or harmful manner. This is one of the reasons for soul battles. We've been educated wrong. We've been told that church was all about me. Watch this. Escaping hell. That's what we've been taught. Church is all about me escaping hell. We weren't taught that it was all about me getting a kingdom, having access to an inheritance, being the most powerful being that ever exists in life to be their child. That wasn't taught to me. So there's a miseducation of the soul. When the Bible says I should have the mind of Christ, I, I, I have the mind of my family. Come on. I have the mind of my friends. I have the mind of my culture. Black power. God is a spirit. He has no color. He ain't for black. He ain't for white. He don't care. You know why? Because it's all going to perish. The Bible says flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of God. So it don't matter what color your skin is. Love is love. We're going to talk about it something. Okay. Now, typically, miseducation happens because one is on the wrong foundation. Now, foundations are important if you are going to build something. How many of y'all know that? Amen. All right, they've torn down whole buildings, apartment complexes, high-rises because of a crack in the foundation. We, can, we can't live there. We can't build there. Now, educational foundations are where we get our systems and methods of learning, our roots, origin, and base thoughts. They come from our foundation. So there's a reason why the Bible exists. Okay, God isn't just here to be God. There's a reason why the Bible exists. There's a foundation. Say foundation. foundation. There's a foundation. Now, the foundation we teach in this, in this church is that God wants to be your father. That's the foundation of the Bible. The only reason why the Bible exists because God wanted to be a father. Amen? If you grab hold to that, everything you study in the scripture, it will align with it. If you get off of that foundation, you will build religion. You will build religion. If you get off of that, the foundation that God is simply wants to be a father, we end up building religion. We end up becoming legalistic. <clears throat> so no foundation or the wrong foundation leads to wrong systems and methods of learning which, which leads to a wrong belief system 
The educational foundation establishes the curriculum. The foundation establishes, establishes the curriculum. In this ministry, we have four teaching pillars. One is the relationship, because you can't get anything until you get the relationship on. Plus, the father only wanted to, God only wanted to be a father. He was God before he said, let there be light. <laughs> he was God before he created heavens and earth. He doesn't want to be God. He is God. <laughs> he doesn't want to be your God. He's a God of everything. He wants to be your father, and that's where you can participate in. That's where your faith comes in hand. Or you can walk this whole, you can walk the face of this earth your whole life and never know God as a father. And if you don't know him as a father, you can't appropriate his blessings. Paul said, we cry, Abba, Father. So our teaching pillars are relationship, kingdom, the church, and ministry. Relationship, the kingdom, church, and ministry. The relationship is what we need because that's the whole purpose for the foundation. The kingdom is where the children live. It's where we grow up. It's where we learn. The Bible says that we are citizens of his kingdom. It's where we are to conduct ourselves. Once you are born again, you are no longer attached to the rules and regulations of this planet. Now, everything you do is just by your heavenly father. That's why he had to give you grace. <laughs> he had to give you grace. Because watch this, you have to learn how to hear him first. Before you can obey, you have to learn how to hear. And we have to get rid of our religious ears, mm, our legalistic ears, and get church ears. Hey, we need church ears. We need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Because what, what the Spirit is saying to the world is, watch this, repent. So the outcome of us growing up in the kingdom is we become the church. And, then, and that's all ministry is. Ministry is simply us gathering as a family, as a congregation, under the fivefold ministry to get you the relationship, to teach you about the kingdom, so we can become the church. That's all ministry is. Simple, right? You would think so. <laughs> well, we're going to tear down all that traditional and religious stuff. You will be better. This is a growing ministry. We're all about your, your soul development. So the miseducation of the soul, 90 degrees is the right angle. Now, for all my mathematics, mathematical people, 90 degrees is a right angle. All right? 90 degrees is a right angle. All right? A 90-degree angle consists of a vertical and a horizontal. All right? If it's not, if it's not vertical and, and horizontal, it ain't right. I mean a right angle. <laughs> All right? If it ain't vertical and horizontal, it ain't right. If it's acute, it's less. If it's obtuse, it's more. 90%, 90 degrees is the right angle. So let's start first with the life of Jesus. Let me pray first. Father, help us. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. And this is talking about Jesus. I mean, I'm saying, he know why we're here. We get too deep sometimes. We sit there and say five minutes worth of prayers like he don't know why we showed up. <laughs> Father, help them to, I'm the one told them to come. Okay. <laughs> Teach them, what would you think I told them to show up for? I woke them up, they breathing, I got, I don't, you, we, uh, protect us. What you, what you mean protect you? What do you mean protect you? You know, anytime you asking God to protect you, you don't know the relationship. My kids never ask, Father, protect, no. Matter of fact, they do the stuff that I got to pull them out of. <laughs> 
kids come to you, tell you, I need this, I need that. Akira just, and Alana just tell me, I'm going to send you my, uh, my uh, shopping cart. <laughs> they go online, load their shopping cart up, and just, they're going to just send it to me. <laughs> and Akira get me to this, to this end, she going to send me her shopping cart because I ate some of her fruit snacks. <laughs> I told, don't you? All right, <laughs> Luke 2, verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 40. We're talking about Jesus. Now, it says, The boy grew up and became strong, filled with wisdom, and God's grace was on him. Now, we all have to go through that process. Say amen. amen. We all have to go through this process. We all have to grow up become strong in the spirit, be filled with wisdom so the grace of God can be on us. Verse 41 says, every year his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, that's important. Some of us four times 12, five times 12, six times 12. Okay, we could have started this. Look where he started it at. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. But his parents did not know. Verse 44. Assuming he was in a traveling party, they went a day's journey. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your children are with you and you go a day's journey and you forgot and you don't see them? You don't know where they are? Can you imagine what feel? Can you imagine Mary's thought process that she didn't lost what God gave her? Let me stop. <laughs> then they began looking for him amongst their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, oh my God, I have a heart attack. They found him in the temple, sitting amongst teachers, listening to them, asking them questions. Say learning. So he disobeyed his parents and dodged them so he can go learn. Now, remember, he's 12 years old. Remember, he was growing. Okay? He was growing, he was strong, he was filled with wisdom, and the Father's grace was on him. Amen? Is that what the scripture said? So he was, he was 12 years old, he was growing, he was strong, he was filled with wisdom, and Abba's grace was on him, and yet he was sitting among teachers, asking questions and listening. Usually those, qualify, those qualifications say it's time for ministry. Let's keep going. Verse 47. And all those who heard him were astonished at his understanding and his answers. That's why you never let people put pressure on you. Never let people hype you up. They were all astonished at everything he said. But he knew it wasn't his time yet. Verse 48. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Verse 49. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Did you not, did you know, didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? Now, this is the child. Let me recap it who was 12 years old, he was growing, he had grew in God, he was strong, and he was filled with wisdom. And the wisdom and the strength and him being built in that manner made him come to a conclusion, Ola, I got to be in my father's house. I got to be in my father's house. Say vertical. 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 Verse 50 says, but they did not understand what he said. Verse 51, then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. 
Say horizontal. You see, the, you see the 90 degree angle? He had to be in his father's house, but then he had to be obedient to his parents. You have to see Jesus doing it first so you won't wiggle your way out of it. Because we in a church world where I only hear from God. I'm away from God to tell me. And if God don't tell me, no, and this thing is not just vertical. I lost y'all. This thing is not just vertical. It's horizontal. You got to listen to him and you got to listen to them. You got to hear from heaven, but you also have to hear from people. There is no relationship in Christ where you just hear from him and know nobody else have nothing to say. Love God, love people. Good point out. Verse 51, then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother kept all these things in her heart. Verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom. Now he's increasing in stature and in favor. I'm teaching you something. And in favor with God. Come on, help me. And people. He increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor, Charles, with God and with people. Say 90 degrees is the right angle. 90 degrees is righteousness. If I want to know if I'm right, all I have to do is check the vertical and the horizontal. All right, I got some, y'all know I got scriptures. Y'all know I don't start nothing unless I got a boatload of receipts for y'all. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. So vertical is our relationship with the Father. Say amen. Horizontal is our relationship with the family. Hmm. Jesus was about the father's business, but he still obeyed his earthly parents. And because he obeyed his earthly parents, plus, now the thing about it is, he only obeyed his earthly parents because he was in line with the father. John, it goes from receipts. John, chapter 15, verse 9. This is Jesus talking. He says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. That's righteous love. He said, as the Father has loved me, I received love from the Father. I didn't receive love from everybody else and try to give that love to you. He didn't get the love from Mary and Joseph. He didn't get it from the people in Nazareth. He didn't get it from the folks in Bethlehem. He said, as the Father has loved me. Now remember, he predestined us to conform to the image of his son. <laughs> so that his son would be the firstborn of many, many brothers, many sisters, many children that would say, I love you because I receive love first from Abba. First John 4.19. Then he told him, abide in my love. That's the love you abide in. That's the love you tolerate. That's the love you try to bear. What happens a lot of time is we try to make people love us. Uh, uh. We try to make people love us. 
And when people don't love us, we feel rejected. No, you feel rejected because you haven't received love from him first. It's hard for orphans to love. Stop assuming people don't like you. Stop assuming people don't love you. It ain't that they don't love you. It ain't that they don't like you. It ain't even that they hating on you. It's that they have not received the love from the Father. 1 John 4.19 says, we love. Why? Because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. If we can't love, it's because we have not received love. What's the greatest commandment? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is but one Lord, is but one God, and you should love the Lord with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, all your understanding. Then he said the second one is similar to that. Love your neighbors as yourself. So we receive love first from where? The Father. Then that love resonates in us. We apply it to us. We hear him telling us that he loves us. Then we give love away. Can y'all see where the problem has been? This is what you call the love cycle. Say it with me. Say, receive love from Abba. Receive love, from Abba. Love, self, love self. Then love neighbor. Then love neighbor. That's the love cycle. But we need sonship eyes to see this because we need to see if we are receiving Abba's love. So we don't go around blaming everybody for self, for lack of self-love. Most of church hurt happens because folks don't love themselves. And then they come here and they put all the pressure on the, on the ministry, on the leadership. Love me. No, love yourself. <laughs> That's where your church hurt coming from. You don't love yourself. You don't have nothing to do with no one else. If you love yourself, it's easy to not hear folks. That's the confidence that our Father has given us. When, when you know he loves you, what well, does it matter what everybody else think or say or feel? He said, if he be for you, come on, my Bible readers, if he be for you, who can be against you? <laughs> he said, if he served up his son on a thief's cross, mm, you got to see the manner in which he did it. If I gave my son on a thief's cross, he ain't dying to sleep. <laughs> oh, come on now. This, wasn't, this, this was a gruesome death. The death shows how much I'm for you. The how he, how he allowed him to be murdered shows. I was supposed to be 19. Okay. First John, the next scripture, First uh, uh, John 4 and 20, which is actually, that other one was First John uh, uh, 4 and 19. All right, that was a, a slight error. Here we go. Y'all want to read this or y'all want me to read it? How y'all want to do this? How y'all want to do this? Y'all read it. Go ahead. He says, if, now, be, be, be on the lookout. Listen. He who has an ear, let him hear. He says, if someone says, I love God, and yet, he, they hate the family. They can't tolerate the brothers and sisters. They're often irritated. They can't be around the family. The scripture says they lying. 
I didn't say that. The Bible said that. The Bible said they're lying. Now, this is John talking. The beloved. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> this is John the beloved. This is the one that he, who knows he's loved. He said, if, if someone says, I love God, and yet hates his brothers or sisters. Now, I got to, let me clarify, hate, okay? You don't want to be around them. You intolerable. They stink. They smell. You got a reason why you don't want to be around them. You can't tolerate them. You can't bear them. You don't see them as God's child. You see them as being disgusting. If you have that vision, you can't say you love God. Because the scripture says it makes you fire. It says, for the one who does not love his brother and sister who he has seen. So the qualifications for you to say that you love Abba is you have to have love horizontal first. The love has to be seen, I'm not going to say first, you have, the love has to be horizontal. If his love is in you, if it, if it has come vertical, then it must also be horizontal. The vertical determines the horizontal. The horizontal determines the truth of the vertical. So truth is 90 degrees. Verse 21. And this commandment we have from him. This what? Commandment. Uh. This commandment. I'm trying to get y'all blessed. I'm trying to help you to walk into doors and stay there. So you won't walk through a door, get on the other side of the door and get judgmental. Get holier than thou. It says, and this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God, what? Must. Must. Ain't no way around that. Must. Also love his brothers and his sisters. God said, I'm your father. You can't say you love me and don't love my family. You can't say you love me and don't want to fellowship with my family. You can't say you love me and don't want to pray with the family. I know we got every other reason why we can't and why we don't and why we will and why we won't. That rhymed. Hey, okay, okay. But in the end, the scriptures lets us know that as a commandment from heaven, if we don't love the brothers, we have to love the brothers and sisters. He commands the vertical and the horizontal. He watches the horizontal to what? Determine the vertical. Forgive, and I'll forgive you. Hold it. You'll hold it as long as you want to. As long as you hold it, I'll hold it. He says, I give seed to the what? Sower. I'm going to give it vertically. You're going to give it horizontally. Give. And it shall be given. Freely I, freely you give it away. Freely I receive. So if you freely receive from me, love, come on, honor, dignity, glory, sustenance. He said, if you freely receive it from me, then you should freely give it away. He didn't say freely receive and hold on to it. Or freely receive it. Watch this. This is a big one going on in the church and invest it. The last thing you want to do, watch this, is invest somebody else's money. I'm helping you. I, I'm helping you. I don't want your money. I know where mine come from. The last thing you want to do, he said he gives seed to what? The sower. 
So you want to make sure when you get your seed, okay, Father, how much of this is mine? How much of this is mine and how much of this should I give away? You want to put your finances in his hands. Everything you have, you want to put in his hands. Because if he tell you to invest it in a person, that's bigger than investing in any stock you could ever. And the last thing you want to do, you, you don't want to invest somebody else's money then wonder why you ain't getting no return. He wants us to be leaders, right? He said, greater is he, come on, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So he said there's greatness there, right? He, did he not say there's greatness there? Come on, say, I'm great. Ah. You, did y'all say grape? Oh, say, I'm great. Why am I great? Because the Father's greatness is in me, because his DNA is in me. However, he said the greater amongst you will be servant of all. So vertically, he made us great. Now it needs to go horizontally in servitude. Ah. Uh, yeah, I see we didn't like that one too much. Somebody, somebody uh, uh, clap with their pinky. <laughs> the greatness in you can only be proven by leadership. The Bible says the greatest amongst you will be the servant of all. Once again, the horizontal proves what? The vertical. That's why he tells us love every man. You owe no man nothing but to love him. You owe no man nothing but to love him. He said you owe them. You owe every man love. You owe, it's a debt. Why? Because it's a commandment. <laughs> he says honor all. And give double honor to leadership. Children, you should give double honor to your parents. If you have a job, you should give double honor to your leaders. At your job, you should give them double honor. They hired you. They could have passed over that application. You were praying to God, Father, let me get this job. Let me get, and then you get on the job and you dishonor them. What does that prove? That proved that you, that you dishonor the Father. Anytime you dishonor man, it proves you dishonor the Father. Jesus said, if you deny me, you don't deny me. You deny the one that sent me. That's why he says love. That's why he says honor. That's why he says submit, because it's vertical, then it's horizontal. If you don't submit horizontally, it lets you know that you have not submitted vertically. Luke chapter 15. It reads, and a man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate I have come to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Now one asked for it, both got it. Verse 13, not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. Now remember, 90 degrees is the right angle. He asked for his inheritance. This is a horizontal move. His father gave it to him. And the moment he got it, he left the horizontal. Well, what did that let me know? That he never had the vertical. Okay. Verse 14. After he had spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he had nothing. Then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his field 
from the pods that the pigs were eating. But no one would give him anything. Why, why, why would no one give him anything? Because he just entered into a protocol of dishonor. He got the inheritance from his father and he walked out. He wasted it. Now, this behavior can be put in several, y'all, right now the father's speaking to you. I don't know how, it, how it's going, it, it applies to you. Okay, but the moment he, he took it and he wasted it. And when we do that, there is no expectation of he's just going to give me more. I waste it and he give me more. I waste it and he give me more. I dishonor every job and then we want another job. We dishonor every leadership and then we want another. We go through protocols of dishonor and not love it, and then we say, Father, okay, give me more. Now, it is some grace in that in which he will do that, but it comes with a lesson. Here it is. It says, he long eat his field from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. Verse 17, here it go. When he came to his senses. He'll leave you in situations long enough for you to do what? Come to your senses. For you to come to your senses. When he came to his senses, which means he thought in his mind, hold on, I'm the son of a king. Ooh. He said, hold on, I'm the son of a king. Hold on, I'm not Old Testament. <laughs> I'm New Testament. He came to his senses by grabbing hold to his identity. Your identity tells you how you should respond. Right now, he don't look like the son of a king. So it says, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough to eat, and I am here dying of hunger. So he comes to his senses. What does he say? I'll get up and go to my father and say to him, here you go, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. Now, the first reason why we don't just get our inheritance, it, this is the first reason why you need to understand why we don't get our inheritance until we mature. This is a preview of it. Of why you don't get your, the stuff you're praying for, you will not get it until it's vertical and it's horizontal. You're asking for things, but you have not matured for, for it yet. And this is the preview of it. This is what you're going to do. That's why I told you. Some people, if he gave you the bag, you ain't coming back to church. If he healed that marriage, that relationship, if, if, you ain't coming back. That's the only thing you came here for. You came here so we can fix your human life, and we can't do that. We can't fix your human life. We build gods. We build children. The father doesn't fix parts of your life. He needs the whole life. He wants a son. He don't want a son with an issue, and he can only fix the issue. That's why most people think church don't work. Because they came with a problem, Pastor Kirby. They came with an issue. They wanted him to fix a single thing and leave me alone. And so he said, I'll get up, I'll go to my father, and I'll say to him, I have sinned against heaven. Vertical. And in your sight. The sin was vertical. The sin was vertical. He, he sinned against Abba's kingdom. We don't sin against, we're not sinning against people. You're sinning against your father. He, <laughs> the sin is against his household. The sin is against citizenship. The sin is against the rules and regulations of his kingdom. 
It's not if everybody else think you okay. It's not if everybody else agree with you. You asking too many people what you think about this. You ain't got enough friends to say what the words say. You ain't got enough people in your circle. This says, says, what does your father say? Don't ask him what God say. And don't ask him what the Holy Spirit is saying. Lord, please don't ask him what the Lord said. (laughs) Ask him, what did your father say? What did your heavenly father say? When you put it in those terms, when you put it like that, you become a child. And, And everyone understands that conversation. You know, what? no matter what you're doing, what a father would tell you. Stop that. Oh, I approve of that. Don't do that. Go there. Don't go there. You know. <laughs> That's why he related it like that. Because it's the most common relationship. What's the most common relationship? Father. Everybody has a parent. Everybody was born. Everybody has a mother and a father. Everybody has or had or came into this world by that way. It's the most common thing we see is family. That's why it's the foundation of scripture, because he's trying to build a family. Did we not hear last week that said, when he said that we had earthly fathers, men that disciplined us for their own reasons? But he said when he disciplines us, he disciplines us so that we can share in his holiness which means we can share in the inheritance, which means in blessings flow, which means I don't have to always pray for everything. Watch this. You don't have to pray and keep asking for stuff. Matter of fact, he said your father knows what you need before you ask him. Abba ain't got no begging children. Abba don't have children have to beg. David said that. Never seen a seed begging. Come on now. Never saw it. The righteous... Right? So one's in the right angle. Right? (laughs) I've never seen the righteous forsaken. The righteous would never be forsaken. So sin represents the vertical. The sight is horizontal. The sight is horizontal, all right? You, we sin in his, against heaven, but we're doing it in front of man. We're doing it in front of the people, Benjamin, we were supposed to be representing the Father. We're giving him a black eye. We're misrepresenting him when we don't love. We misrepresent him when we won't give honor. And we do it and sign Jesus' name behind it. Father told me to look out for my call. Oh, really? What about the family? So the Lord told you to do something, and he didn't mention his body? All right. Y'all don't like that. Every time I say that, yeah, people roll their eyes. <laughs> I can just see it in the spirit. It's like your, 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 your ghost just move over to the next seat and show me what you're doing. <laughs> I'm joking with y'all. <clears throat> Verse 19. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. Now, this is when he came to his senses. He decided, I'm no longer worthy. Why does he think that? Because of his actions. And sometimes our actions, our actions can make us feel that way because it's how we're acting. It's not true. Actually, this right here, when he says, I'm no longer to call, be a, a, I am, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, that word son is we us. So we us is a fully mature child, but at the same time, it's an authentic child. So we, in the spirit, we are authentically gods. We authentically belong to him as his children. The part where we're being developed is your soul. So right now, you're authentically a we us. You are his child at the spirit level. It is at the soul level where you are either an infant, you are either a nepios, infant, a pation, a little child, a technon, a teenage child, a nanisco, a young adult, or a weos, a fully mature. That happens in the soul. And that's why I tell you, that's where the soul battles come from, because nobody wants to be developed. (laughs) 
Everybody wants to be on the same level. Everybody wants to say, I hear this. Everybody hears the Spirit. Can't everybody hear God? Can everybody hear God? Say, we all hear God, don't we? We all hear God. It's just at different levels. It's just at different levels. Some of us hear him as an infant, and it's all about me, me, my, my, I, I. All you want us to do is, is, all you want to do is drink milk and have us change diapers. Then you have the pation, in which, in which they know that God is their father. They know that he has a kingdom, but they struggle to humble themselves to participate in it. Then you have the technon in which they can humble themselves. They understand the Father's kingdom, but they struggle with the horizontal part because they don't think that they can get their purpose and their destiny in the family. So they think I have to separate myself to do what I want to do. You ain't never raised teenagers, have you? That's what they, that's the, when the teenage years are the years that they try to emancipate their mind from the family. I'm going to give you a tip trick for teenagers. When they get to that age, start asking, what do you want to do? All right? Because it's the age when they start to get, they, they start to see their own power. If you have disobedient kids, there's not because there's no such thing as disobedient kids. They're powerful kids. They just need to be directed. So when you get to the, the Nanisco stage, you understand, I can be myself and still be a part of the family. I can have a leader and still be a leader. <laughs> then when you get to the, we, to the uh, we are stage, you just do whatever your father tell you to do. You don't even care because you, you didn't went through this pattern so long that you see no matter what happened, he got your back. That's what Jesus was. That's why Jesus kept saying, I only do what my father tell me to do. Whatever I see him do is what I do. The son can only do what he sees the father do. That's the mindset of a we are. You can say it as long as you want to. Your actions will not align with it until your soul is developed into it. Amen. Amen. Verse 20. So he got up and went to his father. We're still on that journey. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. Verse 21. The son said to him, everything he had rehearsed it, he had rehearsed while he was eating with the pigs. <laughs> when he came to his senses, he said, Father, I have sinned against heaven. He announced that. And in your sight. He said, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. And what did the father do? He ignored him. He didn't even say nothing back. He said, quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him put a ring on his fingers and sandals on his feet. Why? Why is he doing that? Because he knows where he belongs. He knows where his son belongs. And he knows that his son got off. But he's returning him to original status because he sees the 90 degrees. He saw the 90 degrees. This is a mature perspective of repentance. This is a mature perspective of repentance. Father, I disobeyed you, and I misrepresented you. When I should have been salt, I was sugar. I'm sorry. When I should have been light, when I should have been chosen, when I should have been acting like a royal priesthood, I was doing my own thing. So he says, I am your son, but due to my behavior, meaning I abandoned the standards. And although I am your son, I no longer feel worthy. And that's that feeling you get when you mess up. It ain't the sin, it's you disappointed your father. It ain't the sin. It's not the sin. It's the fact you disappointed your father. He said, do it this way, and you did it a whole nother way. 
He didn't disconnect. Remember, the father seen him on the way. And he ran to him. Verse, 20, verse 23, he says, Then bring the fattened calf and slaughter it, and let's celebrate with a feast. Verse 24, my last scripture. Because this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they celebrated that. They celebrated that. They celebrated that. He was dead. He was lost. Why? Because he wasn't aligned with him. The right angle is a vertical and it is a horizontal perfection. An acute angle is less than 90%, which means you are a perceptive thinker. You are a witty person. You depend on your knowledge, your education. That's an acute. It's less than a right angle. It means I live off what I research, my own intelligence. I lean more towards the world, more towards carnality, more towards the TV, more towards the news, more towards what society is saying than I lean towards the Father. Say, keep it vertical. All right. When it's obtuse, when it's obtuse, you're slow to understand spiritual things. You're spiritually dull and you're spiritually insensitive. You become religious and you become about God said this, God said that. You get legalistic, but you have no relationship. And it shows horizontally because all you can do is impose penalties on everybody. Because you did that, God ain't going to open that door. Because you did that, there's no grace when you're obtuse. Say, keep it vertical. 90 degrees is the right angle. It has to be vertical and it has to be horizontal because it's hard to build with the acute angle and the obtuse angle. If I took a bunch of acute angles and obtuse angles and just threw them out there and said, build me something, you could build nothing with that because they vary. <laughs> they vary. But give me a bunch of right angles. <laughs> That's why they say Jesus was the cornerstone. He was a perfect right angle. Christ in you is the hope of glory. Two right angles make a building block. Pray for those who use you. You can't do that if, the degree, if it ain't a 90 degrees. You can't pray for people who use you. You can't love your enemy. It has to be vertical, then it has to be horizontal. This is why he can ask us to do that. How he going to ask us to be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect? As if there's no, two, no, there's no classroom for that. The proof we hear his voice is the vertical aligns with the horizontal. The relationship is with the Father, but it is revealed in our earthly relationships. You can't say you love him, but there's no friendships. You love you. Watch this. You love your peace. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> this is the miseducation that leads to soul battles. I'm doing horizontal without the vertical. Or my vertical is not carrying over into my horizontal. <laughs> so I have a relationship with the Father. But it don't work. it's not showing up in my relationships. 
It's not showing up in my interactions. That's why the only deliverance the church needs is a made-up mind to be obedient. This is the only deliverance we need, is a made-up mind. Father, I'm going to do what you say, and that's it. Let us stand.